Kia ora, hello, and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast. My name is Glenn. I'm the owner and director of the Australians Teach English Institute. And you might have noticed a little bit of a difference with the introduction this week. And that's because we have a very special guest, an honorary Kiwi, someone who actually was a student in our institute maybe two years ago and is now lucky enough to be an honorary New Zealand resident. So welcome to the show, Sebastian. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice to see you again. It's, it's lovely to see you again as well. It's lovely to see you again. So you've been very, very lucky that you arrived in New Zealand just before, just before the outbreak of coronavirus. Yeah. But you, you were very lucky and, and you've always been quite a hardworking person. So when you got to New Zealand, you were able to find some work quite easily. Is that, is that the case? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's quite easy to find a work here in New Zealand in general. Uh, but of course, like you will find shops maybe not so professional, maybe that you're not so used to do. I, I used to work as an architect in Argentina. Here, well, specifically, it's more construction management because it's more divided. Uh, so I came from Argentina being in charge of buildings, basically, to do what I was telling people to do. <laughs> so um, I, start, I, I did many, many shops here. Uh, it's not hard to find those kind of shops. I think it's really hard to get uh, more professional shops as architects, quantity surveyors, construction managers, or what in other cases, uh, in other fields. Uh, but because also they ask you for a lot of New Zealand experience that we of course don't have. Don't, don't have. <laughs> yeah. But but I think they probably got a, they probably got a bargain with you and and a lot a lot of people that that do have good skills like yourself that do go to Australia or do go to New Zealand, the the the, the business owners love you guys because you do have a lot of experience in in your case with with construction. So uh, yeah. So they don't have to train you as much as they would. Uh, someone else well the thing is i i have talked with a lot of people that have been here for a while and they what i understand is that before maybe there was a huge need of people with skills now there is but they are a little bit more complicated when they hire people you know um but also immigration is getting a little bit harder. Everything mm. is, is getting harder. And I think that after the coronavirus, even more. Uh, because, well, Kiwis go first, which is something that I really understand because it's really nice uh, that they, they want to protect their own people. Uh, so in the end, well, we, we take the rest of the shops that there are there is a lot of need for those kind of shelves. For example, I'm working now doing waterproof uh, applicator. It's basically a roofer. Yeah, it's uh, a tough job. In yeah, in, in Argentina, people would know it like membraneros, uh, a little bit different, but kind of that. So, I mean, it's nice. It's not the same, but still, like, there are a lot of things that are good, maybe in comparison with with the situation in Argentina in general, no? Um, yes, and, and probably where you are, probably actually doing that kind of work on the roof is probably better in New Zealand than, say, in Buenos Aires or most places in oh, Australia. 
because I, I know, I know when I was working in the Northern Territory, for example, in the, in the top end with the top enders, they would hate working on the roofs because, I, uh, because it would get so hot and all the roofs are made of tin. <laughs> so uh, <being laughs> uh, where I am now, what is interesting is that it's really different to work in summer than in winter. Uh, in summer, well, everything is really hot and in winter, everything gets really colder, cold. but also in the mornings, for example, you may have a thin uh, layer of ice on the roof Ooh. so you have to clean be careful not and to fall careful. yeah yeah uh, things dangerous. like that yeah but also like here i think that uh people is really respectful with these kind of shops it's not like in argentina you say like i am a roofer so it's like oh no good money bad conditions of work maybe things Dying, like that no one cares <laughs> these, uh, <laughs> these sorts of here, things like, yeah, they are really concerned about health and safety. For example, where I work, they give me work clothes. They pay me for the tools. I have a work van. They pay me for the petrol. Uh, well, I, I just have an insurance. They are paying me for the salary. So it's basically a show that you happily do mm-hmm. because you have a great work condition. Also, like, well, I'm lucky that my company is amazing. Uh, people that I work with, they are amazing. So... Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different what you do, but at the same time, you, you don't really care because you enjoy the day by day. Yeah. Um, you, I know you're listening to music, talking with the guys. There is always someone that pays you for the lunch or invites you something. So if you really have fun, you, you enjoy the day by day, you know? Yes, actually, this is, this is I've, I've worked some terrible jobs <laughs> in, my, in my time as well. And actually, in, in some of the, the hardest jobs, I think I've actually had perhaps the best, I, I kind of actually enjoyed myself a lot because the environment amongst some of the guys was, was really good. So yeah. I, I, you know, there, there, there is compensation for, for some of these things, even if it is not, even if it is not yeah. money or whatever, sometimes the environment is, is pretty good. But I think I, th- I think there is probably a reason why you you're working in this company and they treat you well. It is because you are a naturally hardworking. You are a naturally oh. hardworking person. It's not just it's not just by accident. It's not, it's, it doesn't happen well, by accident. Um, here, like uh, letting people in general are really well seen because they know that we are really hard workers. In fact, in my company, I think that we are around eight Latin people. It's a 30 people company, more or less, which is big mm-hmm. for here, because here, a company that has more than 10 people, it's kind of big. It's huge yeah. in New Zealand. There, <laughs> there are a lot of familiar companies. There are, uh, well, bigger companies, of course, because you have, for example, Fletcher, that is a huge construction yeah. company. I think it's also in Australia, Fiji, Samoa, they are kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, well, this company is kind of big. And well, you have like uh, direct contact with the owner. Uh, so it's kind of nice also if you have any concerns or if he has any concerns, you can talk. And, and he's really happy because like, you know, they always ask like, who wants to work on Saturday? Latin people. <laughs> uh, who wants to work extra hours? Latin people. <laughs> but because we, we have a different idea of, of work, I guess, you know, and it, well, I, at least when when I was living in Buenos Aires, uh, if you didn't work a day, they didn't pay for that day, even if they had to. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it was kind of messy. Yeah. Uh, so it's like maybe the money wasn't that good at the end of the month. Uh, so, and here the money is really good, but you still uh, struggle sometimes with those kind of things that you still think like if you were in Argentina. Uh, so it's hard to get. It's hard need, to get out of that mindset of of yeah. of where you where you've sort of grown up working. But I but I think there is an advantage. I think. I think when you go to a new place and you start working, you, you I think you see things with a, a, a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's not just that, okay, so we're, we're, we're Latin people or we're hard workers or whatever. I think it's perhaps more that it's that you, you appreciate when you are in another place that you do have a job, the conditions. And so, so, so it has a, it has a new, a new perspective on things. I think that's, yeah. Often I mean, it, it doesn't mean that, that that other people don't work hard because I see like all my coworkers, they all work hard. They work really good. Um, but I know it's just we see we see this, we, we see things in a different way. Yes, and and we we still have like past concerns that here maybe they don't exist. Um, I remember I was living for a while in Opotiki in a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I got along with the farmers. They were really nice people. They were from here, and I, I was working on a Sunday, no. And the, the the lady told me like, "Why are you working on a Sunday? Like Sunday is like go, uh, God's day. You shouldn't work." <laughs> and I was telling her like, they asked me to work on a Sunday, so I work on a Sunday, and they are paying me hourly, so I don't mind. <laughs> and she was like, "No, but but here people uh, likes to be with their family." Yeah, but you said, don't yeah. have family. <laughs> first, first, I'm really far away from my family, but also in Argentina, if they asked me to work on a Sunday, I had to do it. But because I knew that maybe I could lose my show if I didn't do it, so it's hard to explain those kind of things. Yeah, you know? so it's, so it's hard to break out of that mentality that 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 you come with to to actually get into a, a new work a new work culture is often quite, is often quite difficult. I think probably people experience this maybe when they, when they get a new job, maybe when they actually go and start a new job, not even if they go to a different country, I think this might be something that people can, can, can appreciate even on a, on a small scale. Right. But even here, like different fields are different levels of work Um, because I, I have been doing lots of shops and, Working in a restaurant is completely different as working in TV construction, than working in commercial construction, mm-hmm. than working in residential construction. I work also uh, one day, well, I, I work in washing, uh, car grooming, they call it here. Washing <laughs> cars, basically. Oh, ca- oh, cars. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, each, each environment is different and the people you meet in each environment is different. And well, here you get to meet people from everywhere in the world. So they, each person has their own way to see things, which yeah. is really nice because yeah. it opens your mind mm-hmm. in many different ways. Absolutely, I think I think that is one of the best that one of the best things about traveling is that you do yeah. you do see things very very differently, and often it is because some someone actually helps you make make you see things quite differently. So yeah. so so now. 
not not just because of the the COVID and 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 the lack of workers coming in, but also because you are a good worker, you've managed to get a, a sponsored visa in in New Zealand. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It it was a hard thing. It took me a while. But in the end, I got it. So that's actually how we started how we started talking again because I said, well, mm-hmm. con- congratulations. So so I mean it is it is not it is not a small thing doing this. So no. so so well done. Well done on that. And, and I, I, I was thinking I was thinking before about well, they probably wouldn't have to have to train you a lot in terms of your construction, but maybe in terms of your vocabulary, they had to they had, they had to train you with some of the words that you had to use on the on the job. And this is another this is another discussion that we that we had as well that you had you had some trouble with the names of different different things that you weren't that you weren't used to. So, can you tell us about? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, well my, my first fun experience was uh, almost when I arrived, like two, two months after I arrived, I was working for a civil construction company called MC Woods. Uh, we had to work next to the railways. So here um, they use a lot of fencing everywhere, which mm-hmm. is cool. So basically the main fencing they use, it, it's invited... Uh, with the poles, uh, the fence itself that is like protection, and the wire. Well, those those poles they call them waratas. waratas. For what I understand, it's an Australian uh, name. So people was telling me like, "Oh, grab the waratas, put the wire." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I said like the poles, the stick, the the long thing. Why? <laughs> 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 yeah so so i mean how, how to explain it it's like a long i mean in, in in general english we would call this a star picket a t picket or a y picket uh, it, it's a long a long piece of metal that you that you put into the ground and yeah. they have they have holes in the middle of of these of these very strong pieces of of metal and you put wire through them and they're very common in Australia and New Zealand because they're used for things like farming for for making paddocks yeah. to keep cows and sheep and etc cetera, etc cetera, in in particular areas or away from <laughs> away from the trains or, or whatever whatever it is <laughs> but it, it even kind of confused me because when you said waratahs actually my my first thought was actually you were talking about the rugby team <laughs> it was actually uh. That was actually, that was actually my first thought because there, there there are three or four different things that I could actually think about, but I was thinking about the the New South Wales Waratahs, which is the name of of one of the rugby rugby union teams in 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 Australia, yeah. and also well, it's called they're, they're called the Waratahs because because it's a type of flower that is native to to New South Wales. So that was the other thing that I was thinking of, and then I was information. Of, yeah, nah. and, and then I was then I was thinking of of the actual the star pickets themselves. Yeah. So so even if it confused me, I can see how it would confuse someone else. Yeah, that is, it, that it's is funny um, because I I remember when I was studying uh, English back in Buenos Aires, I stayed for a, for a while, and. 
well, there are different English, of course, as we know. And well, in Argentina, they tend to teach you the England English. Mm -hmm. And then you have the American English that is basically everywhere. And it happens to me sometimes that maybe I say trash bin, but people say trash can <laughs> or, or the lift or the elevator or things like that. Uh, on the same side, it happened to me. I, I told people, yeah, okay, uh, how much gravel do you need? And they were looking at me, gravel? Yeah, this stone, rock, whatever. <laughs> oh, metal. And they call it metal. And for me, it was oh, like, like blue, yeah, okay. blue, blue metal or something, yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, it's something that you keep learning day by day. Like, and you get used to it. I, I guess that the most important thing is to know how to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't know that exact word, but the same. You don't know what metal is. So you say, what is this stone? What is this rock? What is this? <laughs> round thing on the floor you know because uh, because in a, in, in a million years of taking english classes you're not going to, you're not going to be exposed to some of these words I, and you're probably learning and you're probably never ever ever going to use them unless you are actually working in a very specific in a yeah, very specific uh, job yeah i got it's something that you keep learning day by day the same there is a lot of uh specific uh well i work in construction so there's a specific vocabulary that I don't even know how to say in Spanish. Like, it's the same. It, it's the same. Uh, but here you have the, the big shops, Maitreden, Bannings. Well, but in Argentina, you, you go to small city uh, places. Yeah. And you say the famous La Cosa, La Cosita. La Cosita. In, in La Ferretería. <laughs> <laughs> the th we would call that the, the thingamajig or the thingamibob pass me the thingamibob pass me the thingamibob uh, that would, that would so, yeah. <laughs> and that's our word for that in English it's, it's, it's the same it's, the same yeah la cosita where they're just the small the small thing that you don't know the, the name the, the name for <laughs> I think I think I saw something like this a little while ago every language actually has a name for for this thingamajig thingamibob it seems to be a, <laughs> it seems to be a universal thing in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in every language people need to be able to say this thing that they everyone knows what it is but they can't actually describe <laughs> it's that but, thing but i mean it, it happens in everything but again like i i well we were talking before I, I met a lot of people that came here knowing nothing or almost nothing about english and they keep learning day by day. I always say, like, try try to use as much English as you can. Spotify, Netflix with translations. Uh, I know people that put like labels on things in the house. Mm -hmm. uh, I even well, I met a Sherman guy that was living with I think an Argentinian guy. So they wanted to learn Sherman Spanish, so they used to put labels on everything Fantastic. to learn. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, well, I was telling you, my girlfriend is Italian. I'm trying to learn a little bit of Italian. <laughs> so, Argent, uh, Argentine Castagina, Castagina. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. You're halfway, you're halfway there, and you've got your hand signals already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say that to Italian people. They don't like it. <laughs> so you, you're halfway there already. So, uh, so that is actually a really good tip for for the listeners out there. And this is one activity that I do get my students often to do is is to actually draw draw their bedroom or draw their living room and then put the labels of, of the different things. Yeah. Because, because one reason for this is, is you, you spend most of your time there. 
So then when you know, when you know the word for a thing in your bedroom or in your living room or wherever it is, every time you see that, you can think, okay, that's the television. Yeah. Wait, it, it also happens that's to us that shelf. whatever I, it is. I, I, at some point, we are struggling with our own language because, like, we talk, well, we are speaking English all day. So then, when I try to say something in Spanish, I forget the word, you know? Uh, we, it happens to my friends. We, uh, we, we call that bilingualism. When you say good, yeah. when you say good, when you say goodbye to your first language, all of a sudden you can't remember. All of a sudden you can't remember words in your first language. I think that yeah. is a common common experience for for people in in another country when they are learning a learning a new language. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like that. Sometimes I'm talking with my friends or, or with my family, mostly with my brother always it makes jokes with me and so, so so i'm saying something in spanish and then i i put an english word in the middle <laughs> you know and people is like oh you think you're really cool now and it's like, no, guys, <laughs> no, like, no i just forgot the word I, 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 i'm sure i don't do it on purpose it just it happens you know like my my brain can't can connect things one with each other <laughs> Yeah, it happens. It happens. That, that's why, actually, when you are in a, in another country, actually, I mean, my friend Rebecca is a, a friend of the show, and I lo- I like spending time with her simply because we can actually basically speak in English. It's yeah, the, it's, it's the only time we basically get to speak in our own language, more or less, more or less. Well, probably. it happens a lot. That I, I remember before I came here, I said like I, I think it's something that happens to many people. Uh, we say to each other like, "Oh yeah, I want to meet like people from other other countries. I don't want to meet more Argentinians or Latin people in general because I don't want to keep speaking Spanish." Mm-hmm. And in the end, like you get along really well with Latin people <laughs> because we have really similar experiences, mm-hmm. and also because it's a relief at the end of the day to be able to talk with someone in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, in fact, well, in my work. Some of the guys they are from Chile and Uruguay, um, and can, we get along really well. Can you understand the people from Chile? <laughs> oh, we all, we always make jokes about that, but they have their own Spanish, um, and they uh, make jokes. Love... They make jokes about you having your own yeah. Spanish and that they well, can't understand you. Yeah, it's funny because we don't know this, but people in general say that we pronounce a lot the sh, uh, Chavez, show, Shuvia. It seems that it's not, it's not too normal in Spanish. Um, but yeah, they laugh about that. We laugh about weones and things like that. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, there is a really good uh, relationship. We all get along really well. Yes, and so and so speaking speaking of of, the, of this rivalry, um, it, it it is interesting that you mention your your friend from from Uruguay and that you are living yeah. in in New Zealand right now because the relationship between Uruguay and Argentina is a lot like the relationship between Australia and New Zealand. I guess you you can think of you can think of different places around the world. Maybe, maybe the United States and Canada, maybe Portugal yeah. and Spain, maybe Germany and and Austria, France and Belgium, you know, there's always like this sort of bigger, bigger country, smaller country, little, little rivalry, but it's not like a, it's like a little brother rivalry. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a mean rivalry. Uh, 
you know, uh, Argentina has like rivalry with everyone, basically. <laughs> but especially uh, with Uruguay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but I mean, you always try to be respectful. You don't want uh, to make the other person angry. Uh, but they even make the show sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we make the shows just to laugh. But we know that it's just a show. That it's not something something that we really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did happen to me some weeks ago, and not with Uruguay, with England. Uh, I was working with with an English guy, and I have been working with him for a while. Never had a problem. Nice guy. We always uh, have fun during work, you know. And my boss came to side and asked to us like if we were having a good relationship and we 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 were staring at each other like why are you asking that like what happened and he said like no because what happened uh, the Falkland Island uh, <laughs> Malvinas uh, I was like yeah I, I was like wow wow where did that come from you know because it's it's not that you meet an English person and you say like oh how are you you kill Argentinians uh, you, you you have Malvinas it's not a nice way to start, you know. Um, so, well, after that, I, I got concerned and I asked to this guy, like, like, do you, do you have a problem with that? Do you think it's something bad? And Well, he said to me that he didn't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think this, is, this is one of the best things about, about traveling and, and meeting other people is that on an individual level, <laughs> it, it's very hard to, to have a disagreement with someone just just on a when you when you talk to someone one-on-one when you are able to 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 break the uh, break stereotypes or or prejudgments about about people and, and this is one of the great things about learning languages and, and and traveling is is that you do realize that that a lot of a lot of a lot of this stuff that people say is just is is nonsense and yeah. at an individual level, you will probably get along with, you know, 90% of, of, of people. Oh, sadly, I also noticed that sometimes, like, as you say, uh, individuals are blamed by politicians' decisions mm-hmm. or society decisions. But in the end of the day, like, we are all people here. There is plenty of immigrants everywhere. So it's the same. First, I'm a person. Then I'm an immigrant, if you want to put it. Yeah. And then I am from somewhere else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I I have never had a problem also, like, with people saying, like, oh, no, you're ignorant because your English is not the best. Uh, <laughs> but your English is like, fantastic anyway, so that's not... But, <laughs> but not in my case. In other, For example, uh, where, where I'm working... Uh, they're, well, one of the guys from Chile and the guy from Uruguay, maybe they don't have the best English, but they are still really good part of the company. Mm-hmm. And if my boss has a problem talking with them, they ask me maybe, so I translate mm-hmm. and it's fine, you know? And at the end of the day, we always look for a way. And sometimes he laughs and he say like, like your English is not really good. He tells them. Uh, <laughs> your, boss probably, your boss probably says to you, your English is better than... Your English oh is yeah, the same. <laughs> uh, but but still, like we laugh about it. It's not that no one takes it like it's something bad. Uh, and people here try to help you, you know, mm. when they see that you understand something. Maybe they say the word and you understand, so they they find another way to say the same, or they show you whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I know a lot of people is scared of coming to another country because of the English this and English that, and they they are scared about struggling. And you know, people is really nice. They try to help you. Most of the people want something good for you, which is crazy maybe because the same. Sometimes we are not used to that, but I. I, I couldn't be here if it wasn't for other people, you know? It's not just my path. There were a lot of people influencing. Yes. So it's good. And 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 I think I think this is I mean, I think Australia and New Zealand are, are, are great places to to go to, to to work. But I think New Zealand, especially at the moment, it it has a very welcoming, inviting culture. It 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 yeah. need it needs people to work. It, it it needs it needs it needs immigrants and and the society is 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 open to it and because there are so many different people from different places the 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 environment and the culture is becoming is becoming different and it's probably actually becoming quite quite unique as well yeah so- well people is really used to it like like you were anywhere and someone from some other country is going to be there you know like you go to kfc and the person behind the country is from india maybe then you go to buy something to the local shop and there is someone from chile and then i, I met people from countries i didn't even know i could meet <laughs> I, I met a girl from solomon islands and i i, I think it's, it's the really first time small. it's like, the first yeah it's the first time you met someone from there yeah, I was like, wow, I, I met people from Nepal, uh, Pakistan, uh, Iran, I think, well, like Canada, Australia, England, Belgium, France. Everywhere. I, I should put them up and start like putting... All the, all the uh, people that so, you've met. I think that's a great yeah. idea. I think... Yeah, it's really nice. I think like when, when people ask me, oh, you know, what, what, is the, what is the typical what is the typical dish of Australia? And I think, oh... I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really, I don't really know anymore because you can, you can in Australia or probably New Zealand as well, you can go, you can go to most of the big cities and you can, you can order something from whichever country in the world that you want to try. Yeah. yeah there, there is a big variety. Uh, it happened the same to me. I know that there is a discussion around Pavlova between oh. Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who in, who invented Pavlova? It's like it's yeah. like it's like the Uruguay Argentina debate about asado or mate, dulce, dulce de leche. leche. Yeah, all of once we, we we started a war, we were on the table. <laughs> uh, Brazilians, Argentinians, Uruguayans, Chileans, against Paraguay. Everyone was like, "Where was I?" And someone looked for it, and in the internet, and. Historically, I think that it was first found in Brazil, yeah. but the, in history, there is also information uh, from Philippines and I don't remember <laughs> where else. Or Africa so, yeah. even, yeah. So Dulce Leche is one of those. Is, kind uh, of interesting. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and Australia and New Zealand does have, <laughs> does have the same relationship, really. The, the, the rivalry is... Is is friendly and and recently we've had Anzac Day for for example it is a is a, yeah. com, a commemorative day which which unites Australia and New Zealand so so the the bonds are are very very strong between the between the two countries 
But, yeah. to- but talking about these, you know, these prejudices and these, you know, preconceived ideas of of people, we're gonna we're gonna take a step back, and because we're talking about Kiwis today, we are going to, in a, in a humorous way, we are going to talk about, we are going to talk about some of these, uh, some of these prejudices, of giving of giving people from different places names. So in in Australia and, and New Zealand, there are there are there are different ways that we call people from different states. So I'm I'm from Western Australia, and and so we we call people from Western Australia sand gropers. So a sand groper is a little insect that lives in the sand, and WA has a lot of has a lot of sand. So we're called sand gropers. In in the in the in the Northern Territory, it's a territory, so they're called territorians. In Queensland, they grow a lot of bananas, so they might be called banana benders. <laughs> Or, or cane toads because there's a lot of cane toads as well. People from people from New South Wales, they're often called cockroaches. Yeah. People people from Victoria are, are, are called gum suckers, or they might well actually so so people from New South Wales might also be called waratahs as well. So going back to that idea of of, of Waratah, and that that's where they get the that's where they get the state the state team name from from people from victoria might be called gum suckers or cabbage patches because it is a small it is a small place and so so there was a lot of market gardens and places where they grow little bits of food so so they got they got that nickname tasmania the island that is to the south of australia it looks it looks like an it looks like an apple so people might be called an apple islander (laughs) <laughs> and in South in South Australia, speaking of, of prejudices, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this was ever proven, but in the early days of the colony, the, they didn't have enough food. So one of the rumours was that they started eating crows. So people from South Australia are called crow eaters. And one of the one of the football teams from from Adelaide are actually called the Adelaide Crows. Hmm. so so there there is a little there is a little bit of of trivia for, for the for the people for the people out there and so so you're living in queenstown at the moment is that correct yes and is that and new zealand has two main islands so is that on the north island or the south island south island um wait south island almost uh, the southernest part of the south island the coldest part yeah, yeah, it's really good. In fact, well, now it's, uh, com- uh, winter is coming, <laughs> and you can feel it. You have minus one, minus two, Oof. zero degrees. Oof. No, that's too good for me. <laughs> it's not really bad. Like you get used to it. Uh, you should start buying a lot of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and and so and so, is there a rivalry between the the people from the North Island and the South Island? I didn't feel it. Like, in fact, well, I, I went to a rugby game like three weeks ago in Dunedin. I don't even remember which which teams were. <laughs> you're paying a, you're paying a lot of attention, obviously. Uh, were, were, you, were, you, were you drinking beer? Everyone was drinking. A lot. <laughs> um, um, but I think it was the, the Crusaders. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the best teams against mm-hmm. uh, the Blues. Or something like that. That is from Central Otago. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, here 
I don't, I don't really know how to call them because I don't believe they are provinces. They are more like areas. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I mean, po politically speaking. Provinces. Uh, Maybe provinces. Yeah. yeah, something like that. They're pretty small, uh, really. Yeah, but also like, well, I don't know how, how are the decisions of each area because, well, I know that you have Central Otago, then you have uh, Southland, Northland, that's the Northern. Mm -hmm. Then you have Oakland, that you have the city of Oakland, then you have the surroundings of Oakland, then you have well, the province of Oakland. Um, so well, there are big, five big teams of rugby. Uh, that's the Super Five. And there is kind of a rivalry because of that. But to be honest, like, I was in the game and there was someone from the other team next to me and it it was like not like when you go to watch River Boca that people, people you don't know how people, it's going people, to end. people literally kill each other. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't happen so, in Australia and New Zealand. No, you can sit no, next no. to someone from the other team and nothing's gonna happen. But I was surprised because there were a lot of drunk people. <laughs> um lots of drunk people. Uh and they were drinking wine and beer and still like, yeah, they were screaming like, hey, I try or something like that. But <laughs> still, it was super polite, you know. And in the end, everyone was going out of the stadium and people was crossing paths and Nothing I happened. didn't see any incident. No, it's very and unusual I, to see an incident at the end. Oh, I, it, it's something amazing. Like, you feel really nice. Uh, and people in general, it's really polite uh, in lots of things, you know. Uh, it happened uh, for example things like this sometimes I, I, I tell these stories um, well, for, for a lot of people probably from Argentina or, or Chile I know that some stories are similar Th these stories sound like crazy you know like wow um, I was talking with one of my co-workers he, he is from here he's Kiwi and he lost his wallet in Wanaga uh, so he was telling me that when you lose a wallet in another town, the police call you and, because someone takes it to the police or most of the times. And so they ask you, is this yours? They tell me like, what do you have inside? And they find someone to take it to you. Uh, most of the times, a police officer or a truck driver or something like that. So he was telling me, uh, please leave me in town because I need to go to get my wallet at the police station. And I, I asked him, no, you always ask, everything was there. Yeah, why, why would you? Know? <laughs> Whereas in most other places around the world, the police are going to steal it. If, if someone else doesn't, the police you know, are going to steal it. <laughs> I, I was like, mind blowing for me was something. And with these same kids, like, wait, I thought I told him a kid, he's 20 years old, but he's a kid. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it happens to me sometimes that we have this. Uh, cultural differences mm -hmm. so maybe we go to buy something and i'm driving the the work van i park the van i take him like pull the windows up and lock the van and he asked me like why ah just in case in case of what <laughs> i know i don't no, want to no, get there's robbed. no one there's no one here <laughs> but he tells me like like you're in new zealand you're in queenstown like nothing is going to happen and I don't know, sometimes it feels really strange, you know? Uh, I mean, there is no perfect country. I know there, there have been some robberies, uh, but I, I guess that the level of violence is completely different. Um, 
Yeah, I think know. I think I think the interesting thing, perhaps, with this Australia and New Zealand, is that um, it, it's quite strange. Like, I in in Australia and New Zealand, you you feel perfectly safe, for example, in in the street. Yeah. Um, perhaps the danger is in a nightclub or in a pub where people are drinking. That's where I've often felt okay. Yeah. It looks yeah, like it looks like some of these guys might actually be looking I, angry. I know what you mean. Uh, it happened to me. I went to a party on a boat. Uh, so basically there was nowhere to go because it was in the middle of the lake. <laughs> and a guy basically, I don't know if he was under drugs or alcohol or what, and he was basically looking uh, for someone to have a fight with him. Yeah. So he came to me, he started talking shit, and he went to a friend, the same. And he was like... He was looking for, literally looking for a fight. Yeah, and I was like, I'm I'm not really interested in fighting, like fight with yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't understand what what is with with that, with the Australian and the New Zealand culture, because, because in most other parts of the world that I've been in, if you go to a pub or you go to a nightclub or whatever, then like it's very unusual to to have to have a fight or to have the security guards taking someone oh, out whereas in, whereas in australia new zealand it's very oh, I, it's very common uh I, I haven't seen it well it's not that i go out too much to be honest uh but i have seen lots of drunk people a lot of young people mm-hmm. really drunk but even like it kind of feels safe because well, most of them they are with friends or mm-hmm. they are really in a really bad moment. There is always someone with them. Mm-hmm. And for example, here not that much, but I remember in Auckland, uh, on the in the CBD on the main streets, uh, uh, the Viaduct, for example, that there are many nightclubs. There are always police officers, and uh, I have seen like uh, police officers going to people like, "Are you okay? Do you need a hand?" or it happened to me, I remember uh, for this, no, the other uh, uh, New, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. we went to a little town called um, Bahia, mm-hmm. that basically is a place where a lot of people go on the beach. Basically here, one of the main things is that you can drink in public spaces. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was plenty of immigrants that they didn't know or they didn't care. <laughs> and a lot of people drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was surprised because they told me, you can drink. Well, okay. Uh, well, a friend of mine told me, you can drink. It was fine. A lot of people was drinking. But I could see the police officers going to people saying in a super nice way, excuse me, you can drink. And that's it. People say, oh, okay. Don't worry. I, I put it back. Or worst case scenario, they told them, like, please throw them on the floor, you know? So you mm-hmm. basically pull your glass. But but even the police is really nice, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, they, they they are not looking to make your life impossible. They are really understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in fact, I, I was stopped only once by the police. Uh, I was driving my car. I crossed uh, from the Northland. You need to take the ferry. Mm-hmm. So then I was doing uh, Blenheim, that is one of the cities on the north, mm-hmm. uh, at the north of the South Island. Mm-hmm. I was going from there to Greenmouth. And it was like a mountain, mountain road. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit rainy, mountain road. So I was going slow. 
And here, uh, something is important is that if you, you want to go slower, you can, but you should uh, let people that is behind you pass you. Go through, yeah. I think, yeah, so basically there was no place to park because it was the mountain road, it was pretty stretch. Yeah. And well, the police officer, there were two police officers behind me. One decided to stop me. So I said, oh my, like, what happened now? What did I do? You start getting concerned. So I even like pulled in a place I shouldn't because there was no place. But no place to pull over. over, yeah. Yeah. So I was like with the car half on the middle of the road. So he parked me. I was with my girlfriend. Well, you pull down the window. Hello, how are you? Very good officer. Uh, you know why I pulled over you? Uh, I made you pull over. Is it? Uh, no, no, not really. No. <laughs> uh, you were going really slow. And I was surprised. Never in my life anyone <laughs> told me I was. In fact, they tell me a, the opposite. You know, a poor, a poor Daniel going really slow. There's a first. Uh, there's a first really, for everything really, in life. Really slow was like max. Max speed was a hundred. I was going eighty. Yeah, course. on on no? a mount on a mountain road that you that you don't know very well yeah <laughs> but the truth is that people in Shanghai here they may drive a little bit faster more like in the countryside mm-hmm. farmers people that is working mm-hmm. uh but anyways but he stopped me and he said like don't worry it's okay it's just a warning but mm-hmm. you know you should let and I told him yes I know that I should let people go and he said you are not from here no no <laughs> well, and he asked me where are you from what are you doing here like basically having a chat. Having a conversation. Yeah. And uh, he asked me, well, for my driver license. Uh, I show, I did the conversion of my driver license. So I have the New Zealand driver license. He asked me if I drank, if I took drugs. <laughs> I told him no. When was the last time I, I, I took Iowa? It was like one month ago or something <laughs> like that. He, he made me like glow. And he was like, oh, you're good to go. Uh, it's just a warning. Next time, please let people go because they are working. And he was like, super okay. good. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really nice, like really respectful. A, you know? a strange experience for you. So, so, it sounds, yeah. so it sounds like you've had, you've had quite, a, quite a big culture shock going over, going over there. There's, there's, there's we could keep we could keep speaking for hours about the things that have surprised you yeah <laughs> when, you, when you've gone to new zealand but for but for people thinking you know in in the long term about about moving to new zealand or, or australia what would what would be your what would be your advice Ooh, uh, uh, hard question i mean you're you're never prepared enough that's the truth uh and you, you, I guess you start understanding more the culture and what you need when you are here. What I tried to do before I came here was like look for shops I wanted, for example, uh, in Trade Me. Trade Me is, uh, I think it's also in Australia. Uh, it's like our Mercado Libre. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of shop offers there also. Then you have SIC. I know it's quite big. So I was trying to look for professional shops to know what they were asking uh, and uh, well, study English, of course, try to have a uh, CV in English. Um, but yeah, then 
the, the truth is that until I wasn't here, I didn't completely understand <laughs> how the the labor market works, what people want from you. Um, I, I you, you need to be really open mind, you know, like you need to be prepared to do things that you were uh, prepared to do before. Uh, well, my family always laugh about it, and it's really surprised. Like I did really like not much laboring when I was in Argentina, and here I, I did basically everything was laboring, you know. And pe- a lot of people thought that I couldn't do it, and I, maybe I was surprised about myself too because you're in construction you will some, something it's like i did this you know so, so yeah. what have you learned about yourself oh <laughs> uh i guess that to push harder never surrender um i have been i i have been i mean there is like a negative side you know i i, I was talking this with a friend yesterday you know like I posted in Instagram my picture of I got a visa and people say like, wow, you're amazing. You got a visa. But this last year and a half, it has been really hard. And my closest friends, they know it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you suffer of uh, anxiety, stress, but nervous all the time. Like, because immigration is really hard. Uh, sometimes you are not finding a shop, finding a sponsorship. is not so easy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you suffer a lot, and you start you, you start asking yourself like, what did I do wrong, you know? <laughs> like, or why did I come in this moment and not before? But I guess that personally, I I, I learned to never surrender, you know. Uh, I I was with my visa about to expire two or three times, and I always managed to find another way. And I know people that decided. Like this is the end of my of my path, and I want to go back, mm-hmm. and they did it. But if you really know what you want, you just fight for it, and you fight, and you don't care. You don't care about what people say. You don't listen to anyone. Like <laughs> I thought, yeah, you, you stop listening because at the end of the day, only you know what you want. You know, uh, in fact, it happens even with my girlfriend. We live together, and sometimes she tells me what she thinks, and it's like, I love you, but no. You know, or my parents. <laughs> so, so you've uh, learned. So you've learned to probably be more. I, I guess we would straight down the line. That there's another expression that you might have heard. So, so be kind of more direct, or or to be more certain about yourself, to be more confident in yourself, to to trust in yourself. That okay, so it is okay to have doubts, to have anxiety about certain things. That this this is normal. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong. Yeah, work um, towards what it is that you want. So, something that I would change, or maybe tell other people. That also, you know, we have a saying in Spanish: uh, "Haz lo que digo, más no lo que hago." I don't know if you heard about it. Yeah, do what I do, what I say, and not as I do. Exactly. <laughs> I think I think uh, there's probably an expression like that in every in every language as well. <laughs> yeah, something I I guess I regret, and um, people say to me all the time, and that I do listen is that. At some moments, I didn't really enjoy my journey. Like I came here with a working holiday visa, so it's work and holiday. And I was like working, working, working. Work, work, work. And my friends say like, you don't enjoy. It. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you're only working. And it was like, yeah, but I know that I work because I want to get my visa. You know. Um, and yeah, maybe I I lost a, a lot of experiences. 
but at the same time now you have you have what you want so so yeah. now you can actually start to 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 plan ahead so yeah so that's a different so so i, I mean it, i think the advice there is to actually like you were saying before know what it is that you want and work towards it if you if you want to go and have a holiday then work and have a have a holiday if you want to work and stay then then that's what you do yeah i think i think that is excellent advice so why why do we call people from new zealand kiwis uh here people get kiwi to everything um <laughs> Basically, people are kiwis. Well, you have the kiwi animal, you have the kiwi so the, fruit. The animal. Have you ever seen a kiwi animal? Have you seen the little bird? I haven't. Uh, funny thing is that they are uh, night birds. So I think that they go out at night. During the day, they are sleeping. But they, they live in lots of uh, protective areas. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not that you will find one anywhere. And there are not many. Uh, mm -hmm. So I haven't seen. But even like... Uh, well, you have the dolly, but you can you can call it the kiwi dollar. Uh, uh, so everything is called kiwi, basically. <laughs> the kiwi um, fruit as well. Yeah. Uh, but what is funny, I was talking with my girlfriend about that, that I think that the, the first, the, the biggest uh, export country of kiwis is China, then Italy, and then New Zealand. <laughs> and something funny is that when... The, when they don't have kiwis here because it's not the season, they import from Italy. <laughs> so, yeah, well, actually, the, the kiwi fruit is actually from China. So yeah. it's, not, it's not actually from New Zealand, even though, even though it has which the is name, fine. which is quite, which is quite strange. So, so I mean, actually, in the, in the shops here, I think about this time, I think it is actually kiwi fruit season. So um, that that is actually called kiwi, but do you have a translation for the kiwi, the animal, or in in Spanish, or is it just called kiwi? No, I think it's just kiwi. It's just kiwi. That <laughs> that bird, you know, uh, that that bird that lives in New Zealand. <laughs> everyone knows that little bird, it's like the kangaroo or the koala. Everyone, everyone uh, knows. People keep telling me like, "Oh, did you see many kangaroos?" And it's like, "No, I, I am in New Zealand, not in Australia." <laughs> yeah, that happens. It's, like easy, all it's the easy. Time. It's easily. Con it's easily confused. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been it's been amazing talking to you again, Sebastian, and yeah. and, and hearing hearing your journey and and following it from from before you went went to New Zealand and hearing what your goals were bef before you left, being a part of that, and then and, and seeing and seeing you do so well and, and uh, are now flourishing in New Zealand and, and having a whole, your, your whole life ahead of you now. And I think this is, this is a really good example for some of the people that are, that are listening out there of what they, what they can do if, if, they put their, if they put their mind to it, if they work hard. Yeah. Well, if you want, um, I, I don't mind, like, uh, if you, someone wants more information about New Zealand, I don't mind, like, you can give them my number, Instagram, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you, no, might, you, might be you might be inundated, but he is taken, ladies. He's not single. Uh, a, lot, uh, a lot of people helped me before I came here. Uh, and the same, they answered to me questions and things like that. And I know that it's uh, a long journey and mm. people have a lot of doubts. So I guess it's nice to help each other. Uh, it's something that comes and goes. Uh, yes. So and, it, it's and, nice. And actually, the for example, the I think probably because Argentinians are, are quite social, but the, but 
the the Argentinian, for example, forums on Facebook and and so on are quite, are quite active. So that yeah, exploding. So, so so <laughs> so yeah. so that's a good place to start if you actually do have questions. Ask yeah. a question in some of the forums, and you'll get probably more information than than you're well, ever going to need. Well, you can also check in the immigration webpage, but you know sometimes it's not enough for people. They have like more um, personal questions, questions or more specific questions. Uh, the truth is that in the forums, people ask so many questions that sometimes it's like too much. Too much. Uh, and sometimes also it's the same question repeated like tens of thousands of times. People asking like, how do I get to New Zealand? <laughs> well, and it's moment, like, we can't. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and lots of people answer that, but at the same time, you, you feel a little bit bad because you don't want to answer that to them. Uh, some people do it in a nicer way. Some people mm-hmm. not so nice. Uh, <laughs> but but like like always, I mean, you know, most of the people that you find are going to be are, are going to be pretty helpful. And and yeah. if you are and if you are a little bit shy and you are a little bit uncertain, then then there is a lot of information already out there, so you can you can you can search for it. So that, yeah. So, but of, but of course we can we can we can give give any listeners out there advice as well that's not a that's not a problem at all that that's one of the that's one of the things that we're we're here for yeah and and often often this this is not something that you know in in terms of your path it's not something that you can plan three months ahead this is something that people oh, should, should be looking for i know. plan for one year before i can yes. you. that's the truth and it's never enough no i know people that jump on the boat from one day to the other well, yeah, I guess it also depends on the kind of trip you want to have. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Yes. It's really personal. Yes, absolutely. But but it but in terms of your journey and people that are interested in in that journey, it it's something that does require a lot more thought and a lot more and a lot more planning. Yeah. And and, and it can take. Um, I have I have some some students that are now residents in Australia, but it's not something that they planned from from one day to the next that took them literally years it, it takes years years of your life and as you say it's something you can't plan because you never know what's going to happen mm. and sometimes it's like take it or leave it like when when i came to new zealand it's not that i said like i want to be a waterproof applicator you know like <laughs> yeah it's not uh, like a dream no, it's not like a dream job yeah and so, sometimes uh, my, my girlfriend's uh, father asked her like it's his dream shop and it's like no you know like in Argentina I was an architect I, I dreamt about <laughs> like designing houses and <laughs> famous buildings I, I was going to be in every magazine in the world and yeah and my, my mother always asked me like why aren't you an architect and it's like mom like no one was waiting for me it's not like they, they pulled the red carpet and it's like oh they are he's coming like now is the time you know <laughs> sebastian is coming let's let's yeah. you know let's recognize his his greatness and his and his genius no the world yeah. does the world doesn't work like that sometimes it's really hard to explain that to people, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I, but i think this is this is this is a tremendous story and and keep yeah. and keep telling it because because people do like to hear these stories because because if, if you work hard like you have, you, you can achieve great things yes. as, long, as, yes. as long as you know what it is that you want. 
and 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 maybe you maybe you will in 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 time you know get to be an architect in New Zealand but this again is is over a long period of time it's not something you can decide yeah. to do tomorrow you have you have time more if you come well I am 26 uh, I know people that came around the same age people that came having like 30 but you you have time I mean but Yes. So, so yes don't, no. don't, don't, don't wait until you're 40 decide to decide that you... Yeah. Uh, if you can start earlier, earlier that's great. Uh, I, I waited till I finished my degree. I finished my degree as an architect and then I came here. I know people that came before, but it gives you certain like uh, floor, you know? Yes. Where, and also, security. well, if you, if you check in the immigration webpage, basically the residence is a system of points. Mm -hmm. At least here, I think in Australia it's similar. Mm -hmm. I think even in Canada it's similar. Mm -hmm. And if, if you have a degree, it gives you points. If, yes. And if you are under 30, 35, it gives you it gives more, more points. points. And if you get a certain so, level of English in your IELTS, it gives you more points. So, so all of these yeah. things, all of these things add up. Yeah. So, so it's not, it's not like it's not like one thing make makes the difference. It, there there are lots of different things that that make the difference. There are a lot of things and also changes all the time. So basically, you never know. <laughs> but exactly. you, try to, you try to know as much as you, as you can. And anyway, it's, it's been fantastic talking to you again. So, so it, was a, it was a pleasure. And I hope, I hope the, the listeners out there have, have, have gathered some, some useful information from, from this little discussion. So from, from those of us at the Australians Teach English podcast, the podcast by language learners, with language learners, for language learners, it's us saying goodbye. Ciao, ciao. Bye, guys. For more information about the Australians Teach English Institute, go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Australians Teach English.